Welcome back to Plus Her, a Stepmom's Journeys podcast. I am your host, Anne Laurie Forbes, stepmom to two amazing boys. And on this podcast, I share my personal journey as well as the journey of other stepmoms to pass on lessons learned, tips, and any advice to all my fellow stepmamas out there. With every episode and every story shared, we aim to change the evil stepmom narrative. We want to get to know her, understand her, and appreciate her. Hey, stepmamas and truth seekers. Welcome back to another episode of Plus Her, a Stepmom Journeys podcast. I'm your lovely host, Anne Laurie Forbes, wife to one, stepmom to two, stepmom advocate, and a source of encouragement while I continue to figure it out just like you. So if you listened to the last episode, you know that we talked about when us stepmoms should be implementing boundaries. But it occurred to me that many of us, especially if you're at the beginning of your journey, because I know I was in that space where I didn't even know what boundaries I should be setting. So if you are in that phase of your journey, listen close to today's episode because our guest is going to talk us through what boundaries we should be setting and how we should be setting them. And as a stepmom who experienced stepmom burnout twice, she knows a thing or two about boundaries. So grab your cup of coffee or tea and listen close to the story of stepmom Charlotte Goff. Hi, Charlotte. Hello. I'm so happy that we could How finally. Are you today? I'm good. I'm so happy that we could finally make this happen and that you can finally share yes. your story with the listeners. When we spoke, I was so yes, intrigued by your journey. So I'm excited today that you'll be able to share that with us. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's lovely to be here. And, you know, I love talking about everything step family. I think it's really important because we don't talk about it enough. And even though people are starting to be more open with their feelings about it, I think we've still got a, a long way to go. There's still, you know, a lot of not lack of understanding and, and judgment with, with stepmoms, um, which makes it difficult for us. Absolutely. And this is why I love sharing the stories of stepmoms, because I like to get a a little deep in there and share the real life experiences so that, you know, people know that we're human beings. We're not this character and just in movies and TV shows, but we are real human beings. We have feelings and, Mm. you know, we experience our highs and our lows. So with that, let's just dive right into your story. Tell me a little bit about you the beginning of your journey and what were your initial thoughts and feelings when uh, you became a stepmom? Well it's crazy because I have never dated someone seriously that's got kids I've always you know this sounds bad but been a little bit put off by it or not wanted to date a man with with children but when I met my now husband you know it was love at first sight and um you know the fact that he had kids didn't you know phase me at all didn't bother me I um thought that maybe you know I was going to come into this situation and and, you know be this like angel woman that come and you know help (laughs) the situation which obviously you know six months in you realize that's definitely not the case you have a bit of a fairy tale image on it because you know you love someone so much and you think oh how hard can it be we moved in quite quickly after about five months and we you know we got engaged at that time as well so we live in in the UK obviously but in different counties so we moved in quite quickly because it was you know quite difficult for us to um you know travel 
between between places and you know that's not obviously what they say in the step family books they say you know take your time you know wait at least a year and you know so we went completely against that but it, it has worked out in the end um so my husband has four different children from um, two different previous relationships and my stepchildren now are five seven twelve and seventeen so I have a real you know, <laughs> range of ages and, and personalities with my stepchildren. And also as well, two sets of kids are on different custody schedules. So I have a really different relationship with all of them. And um, I'm definitely more involved with one set than the other. Um, so, you know, our situation is, and an, people talk a lot about, you know, the relationship they have with their their partner's ex um, and I have a really different relationship with both exes as well so one ex I've never met and I know that sounds crazy but I've actually I, I've got another stepmom friend who's you know about 15 years in and she's never met the ex after 15 years and it's actually you know some, sometimes more common than you think and I think you know this is something I learned that to really you know with the ex kind of just you know take her lead on the relationship that that she wants if she wants you in her life then you know that's great but if you know she's would rather you know keep the relationship at arm's length then we have to respect that as well um so yeah that sounds it sounds like it's a lot but we are you know four years in this year and you know our, our step family life life is you know peaceful and happy obviously challenges you know mm -hmm. come up but we have really learned how to deal with them. But it wasn't easy. I would say, gosh, like the first two years were really, really challenging. I'm someone that's into, you know, self-development and, you know, I never, I will admit my flaws and my weaknesses and things I need to work on. And I think that really helped me because I did, you know, seek help when I need, needed to. I did... Um, you know, read about step families. I did, you know, read about what I needed to work on myself um, so that I could, you know, be happy as a step mum. And I think that's that's really important. Like, you know, if, if you're struggling, you know, just be honest about that and just own your feelings and just be like, you know, I am feeling jealous in this situation, or I am feeling, you know, left out, or I do feel that you know <laughs> that I'm the outsider so um I'm I'm pretty you know honest and I you know talk about how I feel I don't, I don't keep things to myself which I think you know has is a, <laughs> is a blessing and a curse but in this situation it was helpful because it meant that we were able to you know overcome lots of challenges that way because we mm -hmm. talked about them absolutely and you mm. yeah, you said that it sounds like a lot and it really does it sounds like mm. a whole lot and that's why I was so intrigued by your story because um I have not mm. had the opportunity to hear another stepmom story that involves two sets of children and like we yeah. are we know that there are already so many factors that come into play for stepmoms yeah. and blended families so when we already think about having two different households and you know possibly two different sets of rules different traditions etc cetera, etc cetera. but yeah. you having two sets of stepkids I can only imagine all of those factors are doubled so like share yeah. with me a little bit of the challenges you face with you know being a stepmom of two sets of stepkids I think you know obviously all organization comes to, into it because 
you know, around Christmas and, you know, Father's Day and those special occasions. We don't, we can't always be together on the same day. And I think we've come to a place of acceptance that, you know, definitely with with the ages of my stepkids as well, you know, my eldest stepdaughter being 17, it's sometimes hard to get everyone together at the same time so we just have to really try and make the most of the time we have even if it's not a lot and even if it's not perfect and I've let go of the idea of anything you know being perfect you know in our situation it's not we just try and you know make the best of of what we can so obviously organization comes into it Um, definitely as well you know my both my sets of stepchildren you know come from um, their families feel that you know they have different values and you know mindset and the way they look at the world and you know um you know manners and you know things like that they're you know they're very very different in in the way they've they've been brought up like both you know all been brought up really well but very very different and so I think as well it's about accepting you know them for who they are their mum's for who they are as well and just accepting you know there's so many different ways that a child can can be brought up and there's no wrong or right and I think as stepmoms as well we go into being a stepmom with you know our own beliefs about how a family should be or how children should be depending on how we were brought up so it can be challenging that if you don't even have you know one set of stepkids that you know is more similar to how you've been brought up but there's two it can it really is a um sort of a lesson in you know patience and understanding and you know acceptance and you know honoring the differences between people and you know that's something I see come up a lot when I'm working with stepmoms is they think that the kids should be brought up in a certain way but maybe that's actually based on their own beliefs or their own upbringing so it's important to you know if you're struggling with you know the way maybe things are with your stepkids is to you know ask yourself you're going by the kind of the facts of the situation or is it actually you know you're being influenced because you know that's how your mum and dad said right you should do this and you should do that I know that you're into self-development and you know self-growth and and all of that so I want to know how I mean, yes, you talked about organization and patience and understanding. Mm. And you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's that mom dealing with two sets of stepkids will definitely need to practice <laughs> those things. But I want to talk about your emotional and mental well-being, because I can only imagine that you would yeah. feel pulled in different directions. You'll feel strained. You'll feel like completely exhausted mm. and drained having to deal with with that um, and having to overcome those challenges and just being able to stay sane. Um, and in general, I know that yeah. especially at the beginning of our journey, you know, we're pretty bad at saying no. We're also bad at setting so boundaries. <laughs> you know, we fear yeah. that we'll be judged. And of course, um, mm-hmm. we're trying so hard to have a relationship with the stepkids that we're, we're just self-sacrificing and giving and giving and it's only hurting us in the end right like our mental and emotional well-being um, is being affected and I know that it leads to resentment and it leads to um, stepmom burnout so I want to talk about your mental and emotional well-being and I know that you've experienced stepmom burnout as well so tell us a little bit about that and you know what was your experience with it and what brought you to that place I mean aside from dealing with two different sets of stepkids but I just want (laughs) to you know walk 
us through that. What was that experience like of dealing with us that mom burnout? Yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm quite a sensitive soul anyway. And um, so I'm 34 now and I started teaching yoga around 26. So I'm, you know, I would consider myself to be, you know, into well-being and looking after myself. But becoming a stepmom was a whole other challenge. I really was not prepared for you know how stressful it can be and it, ha- it happened to me about twice I think the first time was really bad and the second time was kind of like you know a mini breakdown but that's almost how I would describe it whereas for a couple of days I was just physically and mentally exhausted and just felt like I had nothing left to give you know my brain couldn't fu- function I was you know, you know, really, really tired, you know, just, you know, confused, not sure if I wanted to, to, to be in, in this relationship, whether I could cope with it, whether being a stepmom was wrong for me, obviously, yeah, feeling resentful and, you know, all these, all that horrible emotions. Um, so I got to that place, like you said, because I think I wanted to be liked and I wanted mm-hmm. to feel you know part of the family and I was really people pleasing you know yes. on the weekends my stepkids came over every other weekend you know Friday till Sunday I would be there 24 7 doing everything for everyone not doing anything for myself and asking myself wow I'm you know sacrificing all my time and I'm my energy for these children that are not biologically mine but I'm you know really trying to make them like me but Mm -hmm. I don't even know if that's working I just I just almost felt like I was the nanny and um you know kind of went into like robot mode where you're just kind Mm -hmm. of trying to you know do everything and, and really you know the emotions aren't sort of you know um you're not feeling any emotions with it and then you know you start to feel kind of like a bit stressed and anxious and down and then it kind of spirals from there but I think stepmom burnout comes from when we do everything for everyone with no appreciation or gratitude or thanks in return maybe you have you know the ex saying why is she with the kids she shouldn't be looking after them you know why is she getting involved so you may be doing everything but then also getting you know aggro back from that so it's a really difficult situation for stepmoms. Um, you know, personally, I think, you know, the healthiest, happiest stepmom is someone that, you know, steps in when she needs to and then steps back when, you know, it's pushing her boundaries. It's getting a little bit too much when she's feeling overwhelmed or resentful. Um, so I do think it's it can be quite a fluid role. And I think a lot of stepmoms think they either have to be all in or all out the whole time but I you know you, you can you know step back if you do need to you know if, they, if they've got two parents who are you know good parents fully involved looking after them you know the you know, providing for them then that stepmom can be just that extra bonus support you know as and when is needed and sometimes I think we you know try much harder than we think we need to but you know as time goes on we 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 learn you know you know I'm I'm really needed at this point but maybe actually I'm not needed at that point so much um and also as well we learn to prioritize our own well-being so I you know I always meditate first thing in the morning and I find that helps me um 
you know, get through the day. And if I need to, you know, meditate again throughout, you know, in the afternoon or something like that, I'll do that. And obviously I like my yoga and, and being outside in nature, but I really make self-care and, you know, looking after myself mentally and physically a, a priority, even if I do it for, you know, five to 10 minutes. And um, something I recommend to stepmoms, if you know, if you get that anxiety when the stepkids come over, is to, you know, take five minutes just to meditate before they come and put yourself in a better frame of mind. Because, you know, if when the kids come over and it can be a little bit hectic and the energy changes and, you know, the house is suddenly busy, it can be quite overwhelming for stepmoms. But if we can, you know, feel a bit sort of stronger mentally before they come over, I do find that helps to, you know, have better thoughts about what's going on and not, not let your thoughts spiral, etc. But it's, yeah, most importantly, if if you've suffered from it or you feel you're kind of going down that path is to reevaluate, you know, what type of stepmom you want to be, where you're needed, maybe, um, you know, obviously speaking to your partner about, you know, maybe sharing the chores out a little bit more, um, you know, getting your stepkids a bit at that age, you know, involved, helping around the house, um, because there's no harm in asking for help. And I think sometimes as stepmoms, we don't want to be seen as, you know, Cinderella's wicked stepmother. So we try really hard and, uh, you know, try and be perfect. And I think, um, you know, even with obviously just about to experience it, but I think sometimes even with your own biological kids, you know, you don't try and be as perfect but because you know you know you could be a little bit more like honest and open and vulnerable and you know have those bad days but a stepmom doesn't doesn't want to have those those bad days so yeah we, we try really hard and then wonder why we're stressed and burnt out what usually leads us to it is really mm. wanting to people please and really wanting to mm. be so far away from that negative evil uh, narrative like mm. you said we don't want to be known as cinderella's wicked stepmother so we are trying so hard to prove we are a good person and we want to please everyone we're not looking after yeah. ourselves and what i love about what you said was to kind of help with overcoming stepmom burnout there were three things that stood out to me was setting boundaries finding the balance mm. of when to step in and out and then also the last thing you said was self-care so that your emotional yeah. and mental well-being could be in a, in a good state so that you can prevent you know having to experience stepmom burnout because it's a th real thing and I know some yeah. Listeners are probably thinking to themselves, like, really, stepmom burnout? But it's real because we're trying so hard to please yeah. everyone. And we're trying so hard to be everything for everyone and, and prove to others that we can do it, that um, we're self-sacrificing and then we're left completely drained. So it is a real thing. And I just love that you've given some tips to our fellow stepmoms to prevent and overcome that. But I do want to ask you, because one of the points you said was setting boundaries, how can we set boundaries? So, yeah, boundaries can either be physical or emotional. And boundaries are not about hurting someone else or taking away from somewhere else. It's about protecting our own well-being. So what we really have to do is have like a mindset shift there where it's not about, you know, I'm trying to pull away from my stepkids or I'm trying to punish the ex. It's about setting a physical, emotional boundary that makes you feel 
you know, more in control and calmer and protected. And something that comes up a lot with stepmums is that we don't feel sometimes, you know, physically and emotionally safe in, in yes. high, high conflict situations. So we have to, you know, put something in. So, for example, it could be that, um, you know, you don't want to be on a WhatsApp group with your husband and his ex, or you don't want to have any, you know, you might want to block them on your phone or social media or anything like that. You might pass off, pass all the communication over to your partner. I think, you know, in high conflict situations, that's a really good idea. Um, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's the the your, your partner your husband and his ex that have you know made those children together and it is their responsibility to, to sort issues out between themselves so you know in high conflict situations like that I would say you know let your partner your husband deal with um you know any communication only tell you things when you you know it's going to affect you but otherwise and you know this is what works for us is that the less the less you sometimes know, the better. And you do have to train your thoughts to not want to know everything. But yeah, you have to hard. ask yourself. <laughs> yeah, it is really hard because you feel maybe that you're being left out mm-hmm. or that, that kind of scenario. But, you know, what I've really learned over time is to ask myself, you know, is this best for my mental health to be involved in things or to, to know about certain things obviously it's if it's going to affect me you know the custody schedule changing or, or something like that then then of course you, you'd, you'd want to know um but you know if they're having an argument over something that is never gonna you know really affect you and it's just something they need to sort out on themselves then you know then then you can take a step back um other boundaries could be that um you know, your bedroom is off limits. <laughs> Maybe you don't, you know, you, you want that privacy. Um, and it could be, you know, it worked both ways as well. If you definitely, if you've got teen step kids, um, you know, that, you know, you have your space in the house where it's just, you know, your own own private private area where you feel you can retreat to if you need to. Um, other emotional boundaries may be that, um, you know, I'll give you an example. My husband and his eldest, you know, used to you know row row a lot and you know used to do it in front of me it used to make me feel uncomfortable so I'd said to my husband no you can have you know talk about whatever it is you want but you know just don't do it when I'm in the room because it gives me an anxiety as well so that would be another boundary you know it it wasn't good for my well-being (laughs) I wasn't trying to hurt hurt anyone but I just didn't want to be around their arguments um you know other boundaries could be financial um you know not wanting to um, pay for everything for your stepkids when, you know, really that's, you know, the partner or the ex's responsibility. That's something that comes up a lot in in step families is that, you know, financial resentment as well. So there may need to be some some boundaries around, you know, what you do or do not pay for. Um, You you know, it could even be um, around, you know, cleaning in the house as well you know or, you know helping the kids helping you know tidy the um the, the table after it's if you've, you've had dinner etc mm-hmm. I think we just need to ask for, for what we want um I'm you know usually pretty good at speaking up but sometimes I do feel a little bit nervous and it was um recently I realized that I was cooking um 
you know clearing away setting the table doing everything and you know my stepkids they had got into the habit of like no one was doing anything and I started to feel a little bit resentful about it so I just said you know I just would I didn't make a deal out of it I just said you know can you do this can you set the table can you tidy away after can you keep clear your plates and I think often we need to speak up for what we want and not be scared because actually I think sometimes we think we overthink things and we think gosh if I ask to you know ask for help here or that I don't want to get involved in this or that I you know say you know this isn't right for me then someone's gonna you know be angry at us or upset of us but actually a lot of the time we've just been thinking that in our head and the reality of it is never as bad as we think Mm -hmm. and I love that you just gave us some clear examples of how Mm -hmm. to set boundaries because um, especially if you're at the beginning of the journey you talked about you know being shy uh, afraid to speak up and at the beginning of the journey you're absolutely afraid to speak up and speak your mind and say what is is troubling you or what's giving you anxiety because you don't want to uh, be misjudged or not like and so that's why I asked you what are some ways that we can set clear examples because if a stepmom is at the beginning of her journey and she's afraid to speak up and she Mm -hmm. wants to set boundaries but she's doesn't know how to I love that you've given us some clear examples I never even thought about setting financial boundaries like I'm sure I've Mm. done it but I never actually thought that hey this is actually a financial boundary to to put in so I love that you shared a financial boundary emotional boundary and all of these boundaries are not to uh, take us out of the equation and to not be a part of the family but it's really for our mental health is for our well-being yeah our own inner peace exactly exactly and we're afraid of that sometimes like we're afraid of just taking Mm. care of ourselves right and so I love that you've shared some concrete examples of what it looks like to set certain boundaries because we struggle with that yeah what I would do I would write down maybe the top three things to begin with that are causing you anxiety or stress or worry and just write it down so you know it's it's out of your mind and and clear and then ask yourself you know what do I need to do next so that I feel happier or more peaceful with this situation and I think sometimes we don't think about you know what it is we actually want and so then we go around in circles and we think oh we've got to carry on with this I've just got to try and put up with this but there's so much that we can be done but I would always say, you know, if, if you're new to, you know, creating a bit of structure or rules or, or boundary in your step family is to just start small with like two or three things that are causing you stress rather than trying to go in and change everything at one time. And it could be, you know, the simplest thing as well. Like, for example, um, my, you know, eldest kids and bless them, you know, obviously, you know, comfortable, but they'd started getting into the habit of no one shutting the bathroom <laughs> when they were using it. <laughs> and it was giving me anxiety. So I'd recognised, <laughs> I'd recognised this is causing me anxiety. This is something I need to change. You know, what is the, the solution? And I just said to my husband, can you please just ask them to shut the bathroom door when, they, when they're in there? And, you know, they did it. It was fine. But it happened quite a few times before I said something or did some, something about it. But I realised, you know, if that carried on, it wasn't just something I was going to be happy with. I would have felt uncomfortable um, for their own privacy as well. But um, 
so yeah it's just you know whatever's making you feel that little bit uncomfortable anxious just you know see what what the step is to you know bring you you know peace and that's the end goal isn't it for lots of stepmoms they just want to feel peaceful and you know included and you know happy in their own home whether you know the kids are here or not yeah and I think what we want and need um, for ourselves kind of changes as we grow in the journey so at the beginning we want to be liked and then we're when we're in it for uh you know a number of years we just want inner peace (laughs) (laughs) we're good with being respected and just having inner peace because um yeah we go through the burnout and feeling completely Mm. emotionally drained so what we want as a stepmom what we need changes as we go along on the journey um so once we've identified what our boundaries are and we've created that is that something that we are to share with our husbands and do we also have a conversation with stepkids and share what those boundaries are or is this more so for us to know how we're moving forward I think the best thing to do is for a stepmom to be really honest about her feelings. And whenever I'm talking to my husband, I have to be really clear with my communication because I do find otherwise he thinks I'm saying something different to what I am. And I always say, you know, this isn't about you and it's not about, you know, your children. It's about me and how I'm feeling. And it's not anyone else's fault. This is just, you know, you know, me and, you know, something that, you know, I feel uncomfortable with. I'm not blaming anyone else. I'm not saying anyone's, you know, doing anything wrong, but it's just making, you know, me feel uncomfortable. I always talk to my husband. Um, It completely depends on the relationship that you have with your stepchildren. You You just have to judge what what feels comfortable for you. And and again, I don't think there's, you know, a wrong or right. I don't think we should say, right, your husband should definitely deal with it or, you know, you should definitely speak to them. Um, personally I can tell just based on what you shared with us today um, that you just had a lot of personal growth in your journey and so it makes sense that you are a step family coach because now yes. uh, what you've learned on your journey you're helping other step moms to do the same so tell me a little bit about your coaching business like what led you to want to help step moms in that way you know I've always loved helping others and really always had an interest in you know, well-being and helping people grow and helping, you know, people be healthy, etc. And um, interestingly, I went to a psychic, something, not anything related to, to step family. It's when we were having you no know, problems conceiving. And I thought, oh, that might bring me a bit of peace um, seeing her. And it was actually her that said, oh, I can see you becoming a stepmom coach. And at that point, I'd never even I heard of a stepmom coach. And I wasn't in a good place myself at that point. You know, we were struggling to, to fall pregnant and, you know, it was really difficult. And I just thought, gosh, that, you know, that's really silly. And then it was about a year later when I was in a much better place myself. I uh, it was always at the back of my mind. And I thought, you know, actually, you know you know we did visit a therapist um when we were struggling but she wasn't a stepmom she hadn't been trained in step family dynamics and I found you know that she lacked empathy and then when I did my step family certification a lot of what she had told us was not actually helpful and it was a lot that was quite the opposite of what I'd learned on, on my step family training so I you know because I'm obviously in the UK but the course was in the US which shows you you know there's 
there's so there's so little support out there for stepmoms and people to actually help stepmoms as well. So in the UK, there's not even a you know a, a training course for therapists or anything like that 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 would help that family. So of course, all these therapists and coaches maybe trying to help maybe don't have the right information. About a year ago, I started coaching about a year ago, March last year, and um, I just I just really enjoy it because. I feel it's really, really, really important. And I know how difficult it is being a stepmom, but I also know so much can be done to make our lives so much easier and more peaceful or feel more connected to our stepchildren or find peace with our husband's ex. You know, my approach on it is you'd give the research-based step family techniques that, you know, influenced by the psychology and biology of step families but also I do a lot of mindset work as well um so helping the step mums to you know, uncover why it is they really are feeling the way they do and what I found is that you know techniques only or implementing this strategy or that maybe only works in the short term but what we really need to do as a step mum is is to do that inner work um to really work on loving ourselves and work on our self-worth and confidence and learn how to manage our thoughts. And that for me is a real big thing. And obviously, you know, teaching yoga and meditation for so long and, and be, being really interested in that. Um, something I do with each client is every session is we do a, a meditation that's, um, you know, based around what we've gone through in the session that's recorded for them to keep. And, I, that's my, the, my clients always say you know how much the meditation helps to start to reframe their mind because as a stepmom it's not always you know what's going on but it's how we react to things or how we view a situation or if we you know let our thoughts spiral um or how we you know let others treat ourselves as well and it all comes from our mind so you know getting in control of our mind I found is is the most important thing as well and working on you know our self-worth that that's really really important as well because when we you know when we love ourselves and we know we're worthy and we know we're good enough and we know we're enough and we know we're safe just as we are we respond to situations in a completely different way or we won't allow people in our step family or the ex to take advantage of us or we'll just let you know comments just you know from the ex maybe just you know go off our back you know we won't get bothered mm -hmm. by things because we know you know I'm good enough just as I am it doesn't matter what someone else says about me because I know you know I'm a, a good human being you know obviously recommend you know every stepmom you know getting help from someone else whether that's even just reading books or blogs or listening to podcasts obviously I think give you know giving yourself as much help and information and and time as you need because I have really found that you know when we do give our give ourselves that time just to understand ourselves and the situation and, and how we, we respond to things it, it makes the world of difference and you know if I look at my situation you know nothing really has changed but I've changed massively and then I've seen, you know, there's a difference in, you know, maybe how the exes are towards me or my stepkids are towards me or how my husband 
is towards me as well um but none of them <laughs> have gone out and um as far as I'm aware you know the coaching or the therapy or, or working on themselves it, it's come from me and I really do believe that you know as a woman we we set the tone for the rest of the house and you know we can either lift everybody up or drag everybody down and I do think that you know whether it's a stepmom biological mom we have a real impact on on the house um I definitely notice that when I'm in you know in a happy good place you know everything in the in the house seems so much like happier and peaceful mm-hmm. but you know if I'm you know feeling a little bit down I can sense that the house isn't as maybe it's a little bit more on edge And that kind of goes along with what I was going to ask you next. How do you feel that coaching other blended families or other stepmoms has helped you along your journey? Well, I'm always learning. Although the same issues come up, but in different formats, maybe, each step family or stepmom is really individual. Every person's individual, every family's individual. And I think this is why there's no really one size fits all to coaching and why maybe to read a book on step families might work for one person but doesn't work for another so every you know every situation is unique and every family is unique and I feel that I'm learning a lot about me and my I feel as well my clients and this is this is true as well can only go as far as I've gone so for me I'm always working on myself I'm always I speak to a coach myself she's not a step family coach uh, but but more of a self-development coach and I find that you know the more I learn and the more grow the more I grow and the more techniques I learn or the more I heal myself the more I'm able to help my clients um so for me I see it as you know my responsibility to keep working on me so I can help them as well I always say to stepmoms that you have to find other stepmoms that you can speak to, um, other stepmoms who get it. But even beyond that, it's great to have, uh, you know, step family coaches that can help guide us along our journey because we definitely at times need some guidance, right? With processing our emotions and putting a plan of action in place, how we're going to move forward. Even like today where we talked about setting boundaries, all of that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we need guidance from time to time. So it's great to not only have uh, a stepmom try but to be able to reach out to professionals such like yourself to help us along the journey I think I think it's great so I love that you continue to better yourself in order to continue to help your stepmom clients that's amazing so to conclude uh, plus her journey is all about sharing the real stories of stepmoms and changing the evil stepmom narrative um, that we've gone accustomed to so in your opinion I want to know Charlotte how do you think that we can change the evil stepmom narrative I think we should be proud to be stepmoms I think we should you know own our role you know not hide who we are talk freely about it and I think you know when there's a lot of shame and stigma with stepmoms but if all stepmoms started you know, really being confident and proud to be a stepmom and, and talking about it more rather than, you know, hiding in the shadows and, you know, hiding that part of their life. And, you know, that's something I did as well. You know, I was so scared <laughs> to tell people, you know, I was I was a stepmom in the beginning because of how they might judge me. So I think it, it comes from us and, you know, being confident in, in our role and confident in, in, in stepmoms. And actually it's really interesting because, you know, I've been following 
American politics. And you've got a, a, a first lady stepmom at the moment. Um, Kamala Harris is obviously a stepmom. The previous first lady is a stepmom. So I think, you know, that, that's a positive thing as well, that, you know, stepmoms in, you know, high profile places will start to change people's mindset because, you know, a lot of people look up to them and they have, have a big influence. So, you know, to me, that was, I think, you know, we're on the right path. It may, may still take a little while to get there. Just, you know, seeing that, um, you know, people are starting to, you know, own and, and be proud of their role and, you know, not getting belittled for it in, in, in the media is, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. We're definitely on our way. And I love that you said that yeah. at the end of the day, we are the ones to change that narrative. It starts with us. And that's why I love to share these stories and talk to other stepmoms who can share positive experiences and their positive mindset. I think it helps. So I absolutely love that. And I want to thank you for sharing your story today on the podcast. But before I let you go, I want you to tell our listeners, where can they find you to connect with you or look into your services? So my website is www.charlotte.com goff which is g-o-u-g-h dot com so i write blog posts and i've got free meditations specific specifically for stepmoms on there and uh you know there's a free book ebook on there as well um also as well on my instagram which is underscore charlotte goff and as well on there i've got a um another workbook that i created for this year on how to improve your step family life in 2021 and it's a lot of mindset work. So there's the intention setting, there's, you know, learning how to, you know, manage your thoughts. I've gone about boundary setting, self-care, creating rules and um, chores, etc. in the house as well. So that would, that would be helpful for lots of stepmoms. So yeah, even my website, Instagram's the best, best place to connect with me. And obviously, you know, send me a message and, and say hello as well, because it's always lovely to talk to other stepmoms because we just we just get it <laughs> you just feel like you know comfortable <laughs> oh, yeah we other. definitely get it but thank you so much for sharing your story with us today I just know that it's going to give another stepmom a sense of hope and help her see the light at the end of the tunnel especially if she is experiencing stepmom burnout like what we talked about earlier or if she's struggling with setting mm-hmm. boundaries you gave us some really grateful tips today you shared the website with us and you have some great ebooks out there. I actually got one of your ebooks. It was like five steps to be a happy stepmom. It was really great. Some really yes. great encouragement in there. So thank you so much for all that you do for the stepmoms in our community. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining uh, us today. Uh, thank you. And thank you for letting me talk to you and, and share my story as well. I think it's things like this, you know, really, really helpful to give stepmoms, you know, the support and the encouragement that you know things can get better because I always say it like this I think sometimes stepmoms we look to first families and think they're perfect and think you know that's the way it is that we need to be happy that you know you can't be happy as a stepmom but you know step families wouldn't exist if first families were perfect because you know they wouldn't be getting divorced so there's absolutely you know no reason why as a stepmom you know we can't be happy If you're enjoying this podcast and have not already done so, please be sure to rate it and subscribe for more. And if you enjoyed today's episode, why not leave a review? Listen, I would love to continue this conversation with you. So connect with us at PlusHer on Instagram and Twitter. 
upload a picture of this episode and tag us hashtag plus her podcast. And for those of you who are shy, shoot me an email. Hello at plus Tell me what resonated with you the most from today's episode. What struck a chord? Last but not least, I want you to remember to share this episode with a stepmama who needs it. Share it with a friend. Remember, sharing is caring. Until next time, hugs and kisses.